podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are going to be having a look at one of the recent budget midfielders who has emerged in FPL uh, after getting a goal and an assist in his side's 4-1 win at Burnley. That is of course Cole Palmer who uh, until the August transfer window this season was an exciting youth prospect at Manchester City. He is of course now an exciting youth prospect at Chelsea. He changed the sky blue uh, for the deeper hues of uh, West London and now he has established himself it seems in the Chelsea side and has been doing very well in FPL over the last two weeks so with a lot of people looking for ways to save money especially in midfield and perhaps switching back to 3-4-3 we thought we'd take a look at Cole Palmer assess whether or not he is uh, living up to the hype whether or not he can sustain FPL output over the next few weeks and hopefully that will help us make some good decisions moving forward also potentially helpful for you if you're on your wildcard in the international break because those sorts of cheaper enabling midfielders are going to prove very useful. Now, another one of those, of course, is Pedro Neto. Uh, if you're interested in what we think of him and whether or not he's worth putting in your team, he's a similar price, actually, a little bit more expensive than Palmer, but certainly in the same bracket, then do go and check out the video that I did earlier today. Um, can we trust Wolves uh, was the question uh, because, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? We thought they were going to have a bad season. They're not having a great one, but they're certainly having a better one than many imagined they would and and the jewel in that crown very much is Pedro Neto. So go and check that one out as well. Um, I think it will sit very nicely alongside this particular video uh, as we assess which budget midfielders are worth having in our teams. Now, uh, as ever, this discussion is, of course, going to involve a lot of numbers, a lot of graphs. And that, of course, comes from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So if you've not sorted out your membership for Game Week 9, then uh, now is the time. And uh, now is always the time to sort this out. You guys know the drill by now. Uh, you can still save up to 30% on those pre-season prices. Uh, so go to the website and have a look at which of the different bundles is going to suit you best and hopefully that's going to help you plan for game week nine the international break especially is a good time to really immerse yourself in the members area i've really enjoyed doing that these past few days putting out a few videos based on what i've discovered in there because there's always some nuggets to pull out um, and yeah it's a lot of fun so make sure you get signed up for game week nine but with that out of the way let's have a look now at cole palmer and what he has done so far in the premier league now it must be said that he is more of a recent phenomenon in FPL than a lot of the other people we're going to talk about because he's only actually got returns in his last two matches but what we've seen in those games has of course been very encouraging now he joined Chelsea uh, very close to the transfer window slamming shut as it proverbially does if you ask the uh, the journalists of the football world um, and yeah so because of that it took him a little bit of a while to get blooded in so he made a substitute uh, appearance uh, in the game week one 3-0 win over uh, Burnley for Man City. So this does look a bit confusing here because, of course, uh, he's played Burnley twice now. Um, no minutes in game weeks two or three. Uh, one uh, point in the 1-0 defeat at home to Forest for uh, Chelsea. 28 minutes there on his Blues debut. And then 27 minutes in the 0-0 draw with Bournemouth. 22 minutes in the 1-0 loss to Aston Villa. However, he got his first full Premier League start for Chelsea in the 2-0 win away at Fulham in Game Week 7. Got himself an assist, 77 minutes on the clock, 5 points, and then went one better um, by getting two attacking returns in the 4-1 win at Burnley, as previously mentioned. 12 points there, 85 minutes, um, and it's really those two returns, well, well, three returns when you combine those two games together across the two starts that have got people talking because his price is just 4.9 million. Uh, he's in just 0. 
1.9% of teams. Very much a forgotten about asset in many ways because uh, you know he really was just a kind of youth player who was only ever going to probably feature from the bench at Man City. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of people are probably not going to go near him to begin with. So is there an opportunity here, bearing in mind that two starts, three attacking returns, it's an encouraging start to his life as an FBL asset. Now, it does get better because if we have a look at what's around him uh, at Chelsea at the very least, which I know is not exactly the best comparison you could make. But uh, yeah, so 21 points for him makes him the, the joint second most uh, points uh, for an FBL midfielder at Chelsea so far this season and only having made two starts. That's level with Gallagher. The only Chelsea midfielder with more points so far is uh, Raheem Sterling, who of course has put in some big hauls so far, but is obviously that little bit more um, expensive, um, you know, so... You know, you've got to factor that in as well. Um, how uh, how Palmer compares to Jackson is is mildly interesting as well because he's been a lot of people's team so far this season. Well, you know, he has pulled in uh, 18 points. <laughs> uh, and so despite the fact that a lot of us have owned him, Palmer's outscored him after just two games. So that's really kind of the comparison that we need to think about here because there is potential value. And then when we do look at the value, which we've got on the right-hand side of the screen right now, uh, which is value in terms of form. So that's points per million spent uh, in the form window, which uh, I think is the last four matches. We've got um, Sterling actually offering the best at 6.4, but Palmer is second uh, for uh, this particular stat, 4.3 behind Sterling, which makes him the second most value Chelsea asset in those two games as well. So in such a short space of time, he's definitely made uh, a, a big impression. Uh, and it's also worth pointing out that he has also got decent value uh, against those uh, in his position as well in the wider FPL world. Uh, I realise actually that the, the stats I've just given you, the points per million spent, was actually for the season as a whole because in terms of form, uh, Palmer is fourth highest uh, amongst all midfielders. So that is in the last four, whereas those previous numbers, I do apologise, were for uh, the season as a whole. So just Douglas Louise, uh, Huang Hee Chan and Jensen of Brentford are players who in the last four have produced a higher points per million spent than Palmer, um, which is, yeah, definitely worth thinking about. Now, of course, the question becomes is can he sustain this? Is it a flash in the pan? Well, that's what Fantasy Football Scout is here to decipher all the time. So we've pulled together a few key pieces of information that hopefully will help us answer that question. Now, uh, the first thing is uh, really to have a look at what Pochettino thinks of him uh, because, you know, is, is he putting him in the team uh, because he feels like he's got nobody else? Is he putting him in the team as a bit of a Hail Mary to try and actually get some positive results because it hasn't been the best start to life at Stamford Bridge for the former Spurs manager. And so, yeah, what Pochettino thinks of him is, uh, by the sounds of it, he's quite positive on him. So he's a very talented player. He says he has the quality. He surprised me when he arrived because it was the day before the transfer window closed. The way he reads the situations and what the team needs in every situation, he can be the player who can lick with his teammates. He is still very, very young, but with great personality, he has the talent and the quality which we saw. And, uh, of course... His his youth, in many ways, doesn't necessarily have to be an issue because, wow, what a place to spend your youth working with Pep Guardiola and those other superstars at Man City. So he's definitely going to bring a lot uh, to the team. Um, we we sort of feel like there's not a coincidence here, the fact that um, Chelsea have had a bad run to start the season, then six goals in the last two matches, uh, and in those two games, Cole Palmer has started. Now, it's favourable opposition, of course, but they have just a little looked a little bit more fluid in the way that they attack. 
Uh, and that's really a lot of that gone through Palmer. And we're going to see uh, now why. So what we're going to have a look at now is why we, we are fairly confident that Palmer, for the short to medium term, is probably likely to hold his place uh, in the team. Now, where he came into, let's have a look at some specific locations here. Came in to operate on the right-hand side of a 4 2 three, one. Uh, but there was quite a lot of freedom gifted to Palmer uh, in both games to sort of drift into central areas, which you can see on the screen right now from the touch heat map. Um, we can see those happening. Now, of course, the, the angriest looking area of this heat map, the reddest area, is, of course, on that right flank. But lots of healthy green chunks uh, in central areas, including some penalty box entries as well. Uh, sometimes with wide players, you often see just sort of smatterings of blue. But to see real big chunks of green in those important central areas is really, really really good uh, to uh, see. Now, what we've got on the left-hand side was what the uh, the editorial team predicted as the starting lineup for the Burnley game with Palmer uh, on the right-hand side. Uh, in all likelihood, we'd probably see Sterling involved on the other side of this um, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, this is quite close to what we would expect the uh, Chelsea team to look like uh, in games moving forward with Palmer involved. Let's have a look at some of the numbers now. We looked at the visuals. Let's look at some of the numbers. Now, there's two ways we can look at this. We can look at it on a per 90 basis, or we could look at it at a minute per certain events and both of them are encouraging for Palmer so uh, in the 23-24 season so far he's averaging 2.56 shots per game 2.24 key passes per 90 minutes as well now let's compare that uh, with his Chelsea colleagues in terms of minutes per those things. So in terms of minutes per shot on goal, the only Chelsea players with a superior figure here are uh, Brozier, who we we sort of suspect is not going to um, wrestle away the starting striker slot from Jackson uh, at the moment. Um, uh, Madueke, 29.5, but he's only played 59 minutes, so largely we can probably discount him from this. And then Jackson himself, who's averaging a shot every 26, 27 points six minutes now the issue that we have had is that um, his uh, accuracy percentage hasn't exactly been uh, amazing nor has his goal conversion it's slightly gone up recently so his shot accuracy is up to 40 percent which isn't bad but a lot of the time the shots aren't troubling goalkeepers and it's on target and it doesn't go in um so his goal conversion rate is 10%. Palmer's is 12.5%, um, which we would probably like to be a little bit higher. But it's worth pointing out that this video isn't by any stretch of me turning around and saying, look how amazing Palmer is. We're just saying there's an opportunity here. We've got to monitor. I'd maybe want to see that stat be up a little bit more. Uh, but certainly it's encouraging that he is among the most persistent shooters at Chelsea. In fact, he's actually averaging a shot quicker than Sterling so far this season. So Sterling is getting a shot every 37.9 minutes um, and Palmer every 35.1. Um, so yeah, it's it. that's particularly encouraging. Now, at the same time, it's the combination with the following stat that is also encouraging. It is how often he's creating chances as well. So he has created a chance every 40 minutes so far this season, Palmer. That's level with Ben Chilwell to be joint second amongst all Chelsea players. Uh, Rhys James is the only one with a superior figure here, and it's much of a much, and it's not that much of a difference between them. He is creating a chance every 38 minutes when he is fit and around. And you can see that Sterling, quite far off in this regard, he is creating a chance every 64 minutes. Sterling, a little bit of a reference point here, of course, because, you know, at 7 million, a more expensive Chelsea midfielder, and admittedly a more explosive one, um, he's kind of the reference point. If you're looking at that Chelsea attack and thinking, oh, you know, maybe they're going to get a bit better... You know, it's worth knowing that Palmer is actually shooting more often and creating chances more often than Sterling. All of those things, very, very worth knowing. Um, but it's worth monitoring because there are a couple of things that sort of, for now, put me off 
going with uh, Cole Palmer and it's very much a wait and see for me so I know a lot of these videos sometimes I'm saying going oh this guy looks great let's, let's definitely jump on him well I'm not necessarily saying that with Cole Palmer I've done this video because he sort of stuck his head up above the parapet and gone hey guys look at me a couple of people have some people are interested there's people talking about him in the community uh, so it's worth investigating how justified that hype is and I think it's justified to be looking at him but I definitely think it's a wait and see simply because of the fixtures that we've got in the next few weeks now as promised, game week nine was, of course, when Chelsea's fixtures were going to take a turn for the worst. If you were going to invest in Chelsea, it was really game weeks three to eight where that was the best time for them. They have underwhelmed. We can't lie there, really. Uh, and so it means going into these harder fixtures, uh, they do have some work to do, in my opinion, before they can really justify heavy investment in their assets again. Because, as you'll see on the screen, it's just a sea of red on the season ticker for Chelsea between game weeks nine and 15. Arsenal at home in game week 9, Brentford at home in game week 10, then we got Spurs away in game week 11, Man City at home uh, in game week 12, Newcastle away in game week 13, Brighton at home in game week 14, then away to Old Trafford in game week 15 for what is perennially a grudge match between Manchester United and Chelsea. So it's it's really not a good looking run at all. And so if you're going to invest in Chelsea for this run, you're a brave person. Now, the reason why I say brave and not stupid is because anything can happen in football. And sometimes there are some specific matchups that potentially help specific assets. And so it's worth pointing out that Chelsea have largely been a team that have been focusing their attacks down the right-hand side of the season. In fact, 43% of their attacks have gone down that flank. So it does mean that with Palmer um, and the way that he's playing... Um, is potentially going to be at the heart of whatever it is that Chelsea uh, does. And it's also worth pointing out that he is also on penalties. That's something I've not actually mentioned so far. And uh, he took that penalty against Burnley, despite Enzo Fernandez being on the pitch, the man who'd previously been taking them. That seems fairly significant. Now, I've been tracking down to try and find some quotes over what it means moving forward, have sort of come up short at the moment. The international break sometimes runs a little dry for that extra information because players are off with their international teams and the managers aren't being interviewed. So do keep an eye on what Pochettino says about him in the next press conference. But those two things mean that when they do score goals, there seems to be a good likelihood that Palmer's going to be uh, involved. And so what I thought I'd have a look at is, are there any opportunities in game weeks 9 and 15 where any of these teams, despite uh, being red on the season ticket, are a little bit weak towards things that Palmer's good at? So we're going to have a look now at how well or how poorly teams have been defending on their left-hand side so far this season, bearing in mind that Palmer plays on the right-hand side. He's going to face the left-hand side of other teams attacks now there's not too much to write home about here but it's still a useful exercise and if you've got fantasy football scout membership i'd encourage that you look at this particular stat uh, and track it across the season so you can work out where teams have certain uh, good matchups and if you don't have membership well of course you know the drill have a look behind, uh, below me there of course uh, is the invitation to sign up uh, for uh, membership at 30 percent discount it's going to be really really useful to, to have a look at this and it's going to help answer a lot of questions that you might have about some differential assets so let's have a look um, as i said there's not too much to write home about here, but there's certainly opportunities. So Arsenal game week nine, uh, I'm not seeing a particularly good opportunity for Chelsea there. They've conceded uh, the Gunners just 10 chances down their left, which is infinitely better than their other flanks. And no team in actual fact has conceded fewer chances down their left. However, we move to Brentford and Spurs. 
in game weeks 10 and 11. And some opportunity for a right-sided Chelsea asset uh, does come into play because we've got Brentford uh, in game week 10. They have conceded 28 chances down their left so far this season, uh, which is more than their centre and their right-hand flank and is, is bad enough for them to be in the bottom eight for that stat across the course of the whole campaign. Uh, it's actually even worse for Spurs' left-hand side. They've conceded 32 chances down their uh, corresponding flank there. That's uh, possible. It's, it's close to double how many they've uh, allowed through the middle. Uh, it's two more than they've allowed down the right, and it's in the bottom seven, or rather technically the bottom six, because they're joint sixth worst for that particular stat alongside Luton. So game weeks 10 and 11, there's a possibility of a right-sided Chelsea asset doing well and of course, Reese James has come back into the team. He's going to, or he's going to come back into the team. We would anticipate in game week nine and uh, bolster the creativity in that area. Also, the goal threat too uh, also allows uh, Palmer to sort of make some of those penalty box entries a little bit more impunitively from the right hand side without having to quite worry about covering what's behind him because Reese James is going to uh, push up a little bit and help him there. So maybe. Maybe that's going to be helpful. Now, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton and Man United, uh, it's less of an exciting story for them. Uh, Brighton, probably the worst. They are the ninth worst here, but they're actually more susceptible through the middle. And then Man United, Newcastle and Man City are all in the top 10 for fewest chances conceded down the left. So that's really the dry run, and that's quite a while. That's a four-game run that makes me think, do you know what? Across the course of this whole run, makes me think that Cole Palmer's not worth... um, I'm not, I don't want to say he's not worth investing in, but I, I think that there's going to be better assets out there. It would be more reliable. You can feel more confident having them going into certain games. Um, now, where the opportunity really presents itself and why I want you guys to have him on your radar for some time is that game week 16 looks like the time when I think that Cole Palmer could be worth investing in because that's when Chelsea's fixtures swing back uh, for the better. If you're aiming for a late wild card like myself and the general are, more information on that in the latest episode of, general, latest episode of General's Orders. Go check that out uh, to have a look at our thought process on why we want to delay our wild card for as long as possible and how we've managed to keep it intact through this run of injuries because it's quite useful um, sort of having a look back on some of the things we did to keep it intact. We're looking at around this time to maybe wildcard and that's quite nice because I think people might have slept on Chelsea by the time we get here and their fixtures are fantastic they are the third highest on the season ticket for attacking potential between game week 16 and 22 and that's even when we've got a game against Liverpool at the end of that run um, so really when you take that out they would go even higher so Everton away Sheffield United at home Wolves away Crystal Palace at home Luton away Fulham at home and then of course uh, Liverpool away in game week 22 Now, the reason why this particular run looks very good for Chelsea's right-hand side, where they are at their most um, persistent with their attacks, is uh, because we have got, we've got Sheffield United and Wolves are the two worst teams in the league for defending things down their left-hand side, and that's who they face in 17 and 18. Everton, not so much. have actually conceded just 18 chances down their left. Only Arsenal and the City have conceded fewer. So maybe it's game week 17 where the opportunities really start to look good for for Palmer if he's kept his place in the team by then. Sheffield United and Wolves really looking in bad shape in that particular area. Wolves in particular, they are much, much worse down this particular area. 42 down their left, 27 through the middle and 31 down the right. So the gap between their centre and right uh, versus their left-hand side is is actually quite huge. Sheffield United are actually defending worse on their right-hand side, but nobody's considered more down their left in the division than them. So they look particularly good as well. Luton also in the bottom six. So between game week 17, 18 and 20, some really nice opportunities for a Chelsea attacker who features on the right-hand side could be Cole Palmer Uh, we will have to see because the final pieces of caveats which I will just put into this because we've always got to make sure there's caveats um, with these things 
of course, is that Palmer did uh, come off with what we have heard is potentially a muscle problem against uh, Burnley. But rep- other reports have suggested that it was merely precautionary. Um, that definitely needs to be monitored. And we're thinking that in the international break, hopefully that's enough time for him to get the rest he needs and come back into the team uh, for game week nine. But do keep an eye on that. Now, the other um, fly in the ointment for the uh, potential Cole Palmer um, bandwagon is, of course, Christopher Nkunku, the forgotten man at Chelsea. He's down to 73 million now of course he's a forward now he's been injured since the summer but Pochettino clearly wanted to use him very uh, extensively in his plans you saw him use quite a lot in pre-season but picked up that unfortunate injury that was going to keep him out for a matter of months now the latest that we've heard is that uh, he's on course with the previously predicted timeline of coming back in sort of late November and so it would be around that time that we'd expect him to have more of an impact on the Chelsea team game week 16 uh, is going to be in December so it means that by the time we get to that more uh, attractive set of fixtures for Chelsea hopefully for Chelsea and hopefully for Nkunku as well because he's a a really exciting uh, prospect for the Premier League hopefully by that time he's back in the team so the question will of course remain where is that gonna um, mean he plays where's that what's that gonna mean for Palmer well I'm not too concerned at this stage I think that Nkunku uh, his versatility is potentially going to help here I think what we've seen is that Palmer has what it takes to make that right hand position his own if he's the penalty taker as well he's going to make himself even more important to the team too Nkunku can play anywhere across this front four whether that's a left wing the right wing number 10 uh, or up front he historically has operated best in a number 10 role in a quite a free, almost Deli Alley-esque type role, which uh, we think that's one of the reasons why he really um, was appealing to Pochettino to sign. But he can also play centre forward as well, did that last season. And with the fortunes of Chelsea strikers, they might actually need him to come in and play number nine. So I think that um, Nkunku coming back into the team isn't necessarily going to force Cole Palmer out, but it's certainly worth keeping an eye on. Uh, but as I said, um, the whole sort of conclusion from me on all of this is very much that Cole Palmer is definitely an exciting player worth looking at. Do we need do, do we need to get too excited about him now and, and and throw him into our teams as fast as we can? Probably not. It's worth just keeping an eye on him, um, keeping that cool head and not making any rash decisions. But I think that there are possible opportunities that if you were to take a bold and a brave punt on him in the next few weeks, you might end up with more points than the average person would predict you to get. So definitely keep that in mind as well. Now, hopefully you've enjoyed this video. Uh, If you have, uh, then of course, uh, hit the uh, like button uh, and subscribe to the Fantasy Football Scout YouTube channel and hit that bell notification as well, especially during the international break. You're going to need that to make sure that you don't miss anything. Uh, So with that, I shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your international break and I shall see you next time.